Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? Yo, it's JD. What up? That's how I talk now. I don't know why. (laughs) You're so cool now. I spent only half a day in a basement playing Zelda, and I came out, and you're like totally hip now. I know. I'm like a I'm like a Bart Simpson cool guy. <laughs> wow! I wish I was a Bart Simpson cool guy. So uh, is everybody you t- else in the world. <laughs> if you tuned into this podcast, guess what? You're also a Bart Simpson cool guy. Welcome to the club. Whole bunch of Bart Simpson cool guys just hanging out, watching Shutter. Like the name implies, Shutter is a horror and horror adjacent streaming service, and we watch it and we like it. And we talk about it. They don't pay us or nothing. We just give no, them our we, money and then free advertising for them. You're them. welcome. We, we've yeah. done over a hundred episodes of this show just talking up all this uh, this amazing content available on Shutter, still paying our six bucks a month. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe one of these days, maybe one of these days we'll, we'll Kick them, they'll, they'll make us a deal where they'll give us like a year for 50 bucks or something. <laughs> I bet <laughs> the like, person. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> I bet the person who uh, dis- determines who like they'll sponsor or who they'll allow to be part of that like beneficial shutter program is the same person who writes the shutter descriptions and is tired of us talking shit about them. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say just right off the bat, I'm pretty sure they probably aren't in the business. Of uh, of giving those sorts of perks to people who do occasionally talk mad shit about movies on their service. <laughs> we do talk, you know, we mad talk mad shit. We say we say some good things. I think, in fact, if you were to go back and look at the overall uh, ratings over those hundred plus episodes, I think you find uh, at least one of us genuinely enjoys just about every movie they release. Uh, it's very rare that we both absolutely do not like a movie. So. That's definitely anyway. How did we get on this train of thought, <laughs> Michelle? I don't even know. We're all just like, and here's oh, what no. I think it was. <laughs> right before we went on air, uh, we were uh, once again uh, making uh, making light of the fact that whoever writes these descriptions of the movies for the Shutter website just loves to spoil things. Uh, and again, you know, maybe we're just a little bit more strict about our definition of spoilers than some people, but I think when it comes to spoilers, your definition should be as strict as it can be. But then, while we were looking at the descriptions, uh, Michelle, well, we I, we just got to tell him the name of the movie we're watching this week. It's a new Shutter exclusive just released today. It's called Husera the Bone Woman, and is directed by a woman named Michelle Garza Cervera. But if you go to the Shutter website... Michelle, what does it say her name is on the Shutter website? It says that her name is Michelle Garza Beer. Michelle Garza it's Cerveza. <laughs> they spelled her name wrong. It should be Cervera. They said Cerveza because somebody over there at Shutter got beer on the brain. Probably had a couple of couple of coronas this afternoon when he thought nobody was looking. Well, it would have been like yesterday afternoon, I guess, or whenever they set this up. Michelle, I just you, I, I saw that and I was like, of what? all the typos, of all the typos <laughs> you could possibly make, you actually come up with one where it turns her name into Michelle Garza Beer. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who's as amused by this as I am, but I'm amused by it, so I'm going to talk about it. You know what I really hope is that um, we were trying to figure out, is it Cervera or is it Cerveza? And everything we found online said it was Cervera. And I hope that whoever wrote that on Shudder is the one person who actually knows Michelle Garza Cerveza personally. That's her real like, name and keep... everybody else yeah. got it wrong. Because <laughs> be they're like, no, it can't be Cerveza. And that one person, they're like, I'm trying to write a wrong that the entire internet keeps committing. And you know what? If that's the case, <laughs> wow. Power to you oh. for going against the grain but <laughs> oh have, have we have we welcomed the new listeners yet michelle if yeah they're list- cool bart uh, simpson cool guys oh right us. right yeah man yeah. this is how crazy i've we're barely five minutes into this thing i've already forgotten half of what we already talked about it's gonna be a good time Great. tonight well hopefully you so, remember the movie that we're gonna talk about which I, is michelle Sarah, i the literally Woman. i literally just finished watching this movie not 10 minutes before we started recording this episode i remember this movie let's talk <laughs> about it wait i think it's Sarah, the bone woman 
uh, directed by Michelle Garza Cervera. You want to hit us with the description from the IMDb website, which once again is significantly less spoilery? Absolutely. From the IMDb website, Valeria which is significantly long less spoilery. <laughs> Valeria has long dreamed about becoming a mother. After learning that she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy, yet something's off. A shutter uh, original exclusive exclusive exclusive. That makes it sense. It is a shutter exclusive. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our spoiler-free thoughts before we really delve deep into this one. Take a dive into the bathtub like it's in the poster. (laughs) That gonna dive right in. Okay. uh, Do you want to start with your spoiler-free thoughts, Michelle, about Hoysuera, the bone woman? Sure. Um, my spoiler-free thoughts is that I will never be able to pronounce the title uh, correctly, which is unfortunate because I did enjoy this. I don't know what is happening but lately we have had a lot of things on shutter that rely very heavily on sound uh this one and the unheard and we happen to talk about texas chainsaw massacre and how sound plays such a huge part in that and i don't know if this is a even theme a, or if i'm just becoming more aware of it even movies like like skinnamarink and and outwaters uh which yeah. are definitely a little bit more uh unique and i guess ex- i don't like the word experimental but everybody knows what i mean when i say it so i'll use it Oh, you mean uh, elevated those, horror? But no, there's <laughs> a different thing entirely. Uh, elevated horror, thesis horror. That's I also hate those terms, but it's fine. I know you do. But no, yeah, <laughs> like we've had a real uh, the last several movies we've seen. Lot of last several episodes, or at least quite a few episodes in the in the first part of the year here, gotten some real great lessons on the use of sound in horror movies. Absolutely. And this one is no exception. Um, I think that if they didn't have such good sound, this would have been uh, it could have gone into the the boring territory. But the the sound just did something that every time there was like a cracking or anything, it really just like it like made my teeth hurt. And that did a lot for me. So I am going to go with a let's do a four point two five on this one i do think it relied on the sound and that if the sound hadn't been such a huge component i wouldn't have liked it as much but the sound is so compelling that you know what the finished product works for me 4.25 skulls on hoysera the bone woman from uh from my co-host michelle that's uh anytime you get four or higher that's a pretty successful rating um Spoiler-free thoughts from JD on ways. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna call it the Bone Woman. I'm sorry. It's Smart. Spoiler-free yep. thoughts from JD on the Bone Woman. Uh, I knew as little as I could possibly know about this movie before I turned it on. Here's what I know: it was called the Bone Woman. I managed to uh, successfully avoid all preview material. I didn't read a single. A uh, promotional blurb. I didn't see a single frame of everything. I didn't even read the website description. I just turned that sucker on. Hot damn, everybody! This one was a banger, four and a half. And uh, that's all. I, we'll nice. we'll talk about why in the uh, in the spoiler section coming up here. But goddamn, that was a that was a fun movie. I really enjoyed that. I thought it had some some interesting depth and 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 you know. Uh, 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 I, I don't want to call it elevated horror. I just think it did some interesting <laughs> things dramatically and such. Uh, I thought the, the horror elements were real fucking good. Uh, really well executed, really effective. Uh, yeah, this is a good time. I, I will, uh, I'll probably see this movie at least once more before the end of the year. I'm guessing right around that time I started rewatching a few things to trying to decide... What my favorite movies of the year were. But yeah, four and a half skulls for the Bone Woman. Nice. So that gives an average of 4.375 human skulls out of five. So pretty good uh, pretty good rating there if you haven't oh, seen yeah, this. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, go in blind like both of us did. I had heard yeah. whispers of it and I had seen the posters. And I try not to let that affect my opinion because sometimes you can be disappointed but i was very glad that this one um you know kind of lived up to the tiniest bit of expectations that i had heard of from it yeah so, this was uh this is a good time i definitely think you might want to go watch this one before we we spoiler it up for you a uh, couple of things uh it is 
Uh, it, it is pretty uh, graphically violent. Uh, there's some, or not, I don't even want to say violent. Uh, there is some explicit gore uh, that happens here. Some, so a, a few things that are ooh, particularly rough. Uh, so definitely go in prepared for some things that if you're a squeamish person might make you flinch and turn your eyes away. Uh, but it's, it's, I don't think it's too overwhelming. I agree. So if All you right. don't want us to spoil it, you should pause right now. Did you come back? I, I hope, hope they came back. back. I hope every I they week never that come they back. come back. I Sometimes they, never they come, come back. back. <laughs> they only listen to the first 10 minutes and then it's have just you, you and that? I discussing. Have you have you ever seen that movie Michelle sometimes they come back? I've heard the title but the plot I, I think have it's zero memory of it. I want to say it was a made for TV movie based on Stephen King short story. It's about some people who come back from the dead and that's why it's called Sometimes They Come Back. And then there was a you sequel. Know what we and <laughs> do you remember what the sequel was called? Was it called, it was, maybe we should come back to the topic at hand, who was Sarah? No, it was called, <laughs> sometimes they come back for Again. more. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, Great. I swear, the, the bone woman. <laughs> uh, for those few people who maybe didn't bother to go actually watch the movie, first of all, shame on you. We're going to get you guys watching these movies one of these days. But Michelle, Some people so we can, do. I'm surprised we, by how many people listen and then go check out the movie. Good job, you guys. You're doing it right. Yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, so definitely uh, take a moment, Michelle, as you are so much more skilled at this than I am in most cases, uh, and give us a quick uh, run through the plot so that we can then talk about how this movie was awesome. Well, first off, thank you for thinking that I'm good at this because every time that I listen to our episodes back, all I can hear is myself going, um, and then this happens, um, and then this happens. So if Here's, you're listening, drink every time I say, um. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to destroy your, uh, your good feeling from the compliment. Oh, no. I do want to clarify <laughs> that I'm pretty sure what I said specifically was not that you are good at this. I believe what I said was you are better at this than me. True. Okay, so we're both <laughs> bad at it, but I am You're less fabulous bad. You know what? This, I will accept that. You're really no, I, good I, at I, this. <laughs> Guys, uh, okay, before I let Michelle, oh, no. let's go completely oh, no. off the rails here for just a moment because it's driving me insane. So we live oh, no. in Fargo, North Dakota. It's finally springtime here. It's starting to get a little <laughs> warm. I open up the windows in my house because it's been nice weather, and I like having a cool breeze coming through my house. But, oh, my God, I am apparently getting a direct line of cool breeze direct from the goddamn Fargo landfill. <laughs> so if I get a little wacky, it might be because of some fumes that I wasn't expecting. I should probably go close that window. Michelle, while you're explaining the plot, yeah. I'm going to go close that window. <laughs> Good idea. You guys were not here uh, before we started recording, which makes sense because it was before we started recording. But you did not hear how upset JD was about his fresh air becoming not so fresh. Anywho, uh, we're going to just do a quick summary of the plot of this movie whose name I cannot pronounce no matter how many times I listen to them say it on Google. I think it's Husera. Husera. I can't say it. I'm so sorry. I practiced. I can't do it right. Anyway, uh, there's this woman named Val... Oh, Valeria? Yes. Uh, and she wants to be a mom. And she's, like, desperate to be a mom. And she uh, goes to see some ladies who bless her so that she can become fertile. And then she comes becomes pregnant. And she's like, oh, man. Oh, no. I don't really want this after all. And then a woman probably the bone woman uh, starts showing up and, like, breaking into her house and just making her life chaotic. And just you know creaking and cracking all over the place and doing weird like kind of spider crawly things and she doesn't have a face what's up with the lack of face and then uh valeria gives birth and then she's like oh no i don't really like being a mom anymore um this kind of sucks and then she like puts her baby in the fucking fridge and then she takes her baby out of the fridge and she's like i still like you this is so sad let me go do this kind of exorcism thing from these witches who i know uh because you know everybody's gotta have a couple witchy friends hey morgan what's up uh and so then they go and they do this spell and then it turns out the bone woman was her all along and it was a metaphor for how she wanted to be pregnant and then she decided she didn't want to be pregnant and she didn't want to be a mom and she realized what the best thing was was for her to just leave 
her daughter alone with her husband and go off to make some woodworking things. The end. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that more or less uh, covers, I mean, at least from where I came in, uh, which was right as uh, Valeria was giving birth. Uh, I think you gave a, a solid uh, summation uh, about it. Uh, do, do you want to talk at first about your impressions of this movie, Michelle? Uh, because sure. I mean, it definitely seems like maybe it wasn't quite. There were some, like, I thought this movie was very, like, I, I really got into this story, but I had this, and, and I promise this is leading into letting you talk for a while. Uh, but <laughs> I did have this moment watching this movie where I started to wonder, is this going to be a similar situation to a movie like, say, Lucky, where for you as a woman, a lot of this is just like, yeah, no shit, we've been trying to tell you this forever. And that made it, or like a movie even like Watcher, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, yep. So did you have any of that uh, throughout this movie or were you able to, to really uh, get inside this one? Actually, uh, this one, I didn't have those kind of thoughts of, you know, this is kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like exhausting a topic that we've heard of so many sure. times already. I thought this sure. was a fresh take on something. Apparently okay. this week I am watching a lot of movies about how horrific pregnancy can be. Cause I just watched a <laughs> clock yesterday and I watched, uh, Oh God, I don't remember what it was called, but I watched another thing about pregnancy look earlier who's this talking. week. <laughs> yeah. Look who's talking too. Thank you very much. Great. Look movie. Who's talking Both now. the babies can talk. <laughs> Oh, it's Great. a whole franchise. Great. Bonus episodes. Um, but yeah, no, this one uh, didn't have that effect on me. Although I was debating adding a section to this episode where we just talk about the people who didn't like this movie and the reviews that they left. And it's a lot of people being like, she has to take responsibility for getting pregnant. And I'm like, oh my God, you completely missed the point of the entire movie. And they're like, there's no horror in this. I was like, did you see the woman fall what off the balcony? and go splat and then crickety crack her way movie. all over i know they just can't get past the fact that like a woman doesn't want to be a, a mother and that's just a thing that they get can't get past well, but <laughs> i thought that's part I of thought, what i'm like, gonna love about this movie yeah <laughs> yeah and uh like i i don't have kids i don't want to get have kids i do wonder if this would be um like a general population of people who have already gone through pregnancy if this would hit them a little bit more because they'd be like yeah you do feel crazy when you're going through it with those hormones and start wondering like is this real are these hallucinations and I would be curious to know what their percept uh, perception of this film is but overall I just had a good time watching it I didn't really care that there was a bigger message of this woman who didn't want to be a mom I didn't really care and apparently a lot of the people who left bad reviews that they cared a lot about her not wanting to be a mom but for me I was just having fun like watching her be all crickety crackety and then uh giving birth to a baby that she then puts in the fucking fridge and then she, she takes the baby, the baby out in the fucking <laughs> refrigerator Michelle I know what the fuck that scene where she is uh, one of the things of sound. Okay, this is gonna be like a, a dual thought thing because we were talking about like how much I like the the bone cracking sound, but it does such a good job of doing oh sounds that emphasize the uh, the overwhelming feelings that she's feeling like when she's babysitting yeah. and she's hearing all those different sounds and when she just is overwhelmed by that baby crying and she gets up out of bed and all we get to watch is this tiny baby monitor and we're so far away that we can't clearly see it but we see the arms go into the crib and take the baby away and then it gets quieter and quieter and quieter and then she lays down in bed and she can yeah. rest peacefully that is and one it, of my favorite scenes from this because oh my god what happened to the baby right because it gets quieter in such a way where it's not yeah. like there's not like a sudden scream or like oh. like a sudden it just gets quieter until you can't hear it anymore and then she comes back and what the fuck man also in that specific scene i don't know if if i actually saw it or if i imagined it i'm gonna uh, this is a movie i'm gonna have to see again because the way they play out their their whoa, whoa what the fuck kind of moments i am almost certain 
there are two pairs of arms that reach into the crib with the I am baby certain too. on the baby yes. monitor. Okay, you yes. saw it too. Okay. Yeah, because the ones that I saw more clearly were the ones that come up from the bottom, but then the baby I saw leaves the ones from at the, the top, top first. Oh, no, I saw the ones at the bottom first and then the baby leaves via the top and then the bottom Wild. hands leave a little bit later. So that's why I know the, there are two. That's crazy. I didn't even see the ones at the bottom until after the baby left from the top and then the ones at the bottom come in. At least as I'm remembering it. That maybe I'm just re- misremembering yeah. it. Anyway, what it does what matters is that was fucking incredible and that is emblematic of how effective the I'm, I'm glad you took a moment to look through those and you said people are what are you talking about there's nothing horrific in this movie that whole sequence so at the beginning when this is this has just been a movie developing some characters and building a story where we're like okay there might be some angles for weirdness here and then val is standing on her balcony smoking a cigarette and mm-hmm. she sees a person through the window across the street and that person does a weird crickly crackly bone thing, climbs out the fucking window and jumps. No sound cues, nothing, no expectation. It just fucking happens. And then she's like in a fucking heap on the street and starts moving. You're, you're telling me there's no horror in this movie? Give me a fucking break, man. And it's all really well done. That sequence when she fucking comes out the door and there's that beautiful shot looking down the staircase and the fucking creepy bone lady goes crawling it oh god damn it okay you talk again for a while <laughs> i'm getting carried away i absolutely love the lead actress in this i thought she did such a good job of the way that she's transforming physically throughout this as she's getting more unwell but she's towing that line of is this something in your head or is this actually happening? I thought she did such a great job of that. Great makeup department. Oh my God. I could tell when she was exhausted. I feel those days. I'm having one of those days right now. Get some concealer, girl. NARS concealer is the best one out there. Let's uh, get that shipped off to Valeria because she needs it. Well, you're it. you're knocking it out on the podcast front. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> good, good. Um. Uh, the, the ending scene, well, not like the ending ending scene, but all those bodies crawling towards her in the forest. Oh, Jesus. It was kind of funny though, because that's where I mean, like without the sound effects, I started watching that as though I'm like, oh, this could just be an interpretive dance. They're not even moving too out of control. (laughs) Like they weren't doing crazy contortions. They were just kind of crawling. It's that bone cracking sound that does such heavy lifting and, but i don't even mind like they use it so well <laughs> they and and of course they introduce that at the very beginning of the film uh when the mother or the the older lady is is preparing the chicken to cook and she's breaking it open yes. and they establish that sound oh. of cracking bones and that and image of know. flesh just being torn and then we hear the bones throughout the rest of the movie it's the most it's one of the most tense, creepy sound effects for me personally. It just fucks me up. And then there are like fucking multiple compound fractures, sudden bone snap and jutting out of a body part moments. Fuck, <sighs> this movie plays on all of the things, like so many of the things that are just like real specific to me that really fuck me up. And I really... I, I really appreciated that. I also have a thing for compound fractures where the bone comes out of the skin like yeah. that. I've never experienced it before. It makes me so uncomfortable looking at them. It's one of those things where I just broken bones. Like if somebody's foot is backwards on their leg because they had uh-huh. a skateboarding accident, I can't look at that. And I've seen a lot of those because I used to hang out with skateboarders because I was a cool skater chick. Okay. I was so cool back then. I mean, no, I was a poser, <laughs> but I, I would hang out at the skate park, but I, I didn't go down the ramp. I tried once. I got very scared. I bailed. I never did again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, I actually oh, want to talk for a minute. Like, yeah. you, mentioned, you mentioned also, though, that you, you certainly recognize the, the story here. And, and, and I see mm-hmm. what I saw exactly what you saw, where this is a story about, you know, a woman who 
started directing her life the way she did because she was tired of her parents being uh, just completely unaccepting of, of who she was and she was going to prove them wrong and she made these decisions and in the middle of making these decisions she realizes this is not who she is this is not who she wants to be things start going bad and then ultimately yes even though uh, in the supernatural side of things it at least seems that the curse has been lifted uh, and the child is going to be fine that way uh, Val still leaves, uh, and so you didn't, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, again, I understand you don't have kids, and you have no intention to have kids, uh, but you didn't see any kind of real, like, like uh, significance or have any kind of connection to that story? Uh, I mean, I recognized what was going on, I just didn't feel very passionately, like, oh, man, you go, girl, or else, like, oh, no, you're a bad person, I didn't have, like, any emotional connection to it, I was like, oh, this is what they're saying, is that this is kind of like her saying, motherhood isn't for me, I'm out, the fact that she picks up her toolbox is such a poignant thing, because she's leaving with such... Or so little belongings that it's just a backpack and her woodworking tools that it's like apparent that they are hammering home that she had to give up so much for motherhood and then realize right. it wasn't for her. Um, right. Which is an interesting choice to make, but not one that we have to debate right now. <laughs> no, uh, no, I just, I, because yeah. I, I felt like, like, I feel like what this movie was saying is, is not necessarily like, like, it's okay to like just abandon a child. Like I don't think they're and and, and go do a thing. Yeah. You know, I I I feel like it's more metaphorical than that. Right. Well, but, well, no, and I also feel like because what what really brings me to it is like those people you were talking about again in those reviews, where they're like, oh well, she had a kid. Well, why doesn't she just you know suck it up and have some response? And this movie to me, I think in a lot of ways is saying. Uh, you're not necessarily wrong, but in a society where there are such strict conforming uh, uh, expected gender roles or wh- whatever, however you want to say it, and things that you're just expected to do in your life and a kind of person you're just expected to be, uh, and, and there isn't that acceptance and ability to be to be free and 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 do things uh you know whatever makes sense for you uh every now and then this is going to happen and it's definitely going to be a struggle but yes sometimes the best thing you can do for a child is accept that you are not at all prepared to be responsible for that child and fi- I mean, you don't want to abandon it, but you know, make sure it's cared for, and then get out of the way. Like sometimes, unfortunately, because of the way our culture is is built, like that's gonna happen, and that's something that we have to contend with. Uh, and I, I I felt like I, I don't know, I just I really appreciated like even the bones thing. I feel like. I don't. I mean, I don't know a lot about the two writers of the film. Uh, uh, one of them was the the director is also co-writer Michelle Garza Cervera, also written with uh, 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 Abia Castillo. Uh, first feature work for both of them, and I find myself wondering if maybe one of them has had uh, a, a birth experience and was just especially personally traumatized by the physical element of it, the bone cracking, like the sound and the visceral experience of it, because that's driven home as so much of the horror in this movie. Uh, I just, I felt like, I felt like it had a lot of really sort of interesting things to say about those types of situations. I think, like I said, I don't think obviously it's saying, you know, Oh yeah, like super women do whatever you want. Just fuck that kid. Get out of there. No, it's 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 definitely like it takes some time to get there. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of freestyling thought here because, like I said, we did come into this uh, about ten minutes after I finished the movie. But uh, I don't know any any uh, thoughts in response. 
Oh, yeah. So many thoughts and responses. Uh, First off, I think it is not saying, hey, abandon your kid if you decide that you don't want it. It's saying if your options are leave a baby in a fridge or leave the baby with a caring adult, I think leaving it with the caring adult instead of in a fridge is better. No, I know we agree on that. I'm just saying like that's how I would sum it up of like leave leave your baby with the dad or leave your baby in a fridge. No, well, don't I, do I that. Here's a, so, so that's interesting to me, actually, because to me, part of this story is the real severe stuff like that, right? Like, like almost killing the child, stuffing the child. She stuffs the child in the fridge after she goes through one of those weird bone crunching pseudo transformations, and so my impression is that after the ritual is done. That part of it, the trying to kill this child, uh, is not a threat anymore. But she's also saying that, like, like even with that not being a part of this anymore, I'm still not ready for this. And I'm not the right choice for this child. And if I stay, I'm probably going to make things worse. Uh, so I I don't know. Did you, did you see it as still the possibility that there might still be some some uh, curse effects going on there? I'm not sure if I thought there was still curse effects going on, but okay. I did think there was a huge realization when the bone woman turned around, had her face, and she realized yes. I've been actually hurting my child or like doing these things to myself. And I think it's more a fear that it could happen again, not okay. necessarily a curse, but like if no, you're if sure. you're doing this to such an extent that you're realizing you're fighting against it, that's more what it was. Like not a realization that the curse is still there, but more like wow, I really didn't want this and I'm really starting to realize that. Um, I do want to go back to your comment about uh, women saying that pregnancy is horrific and I have several friends who are mothers who have straight up told me that they're they're giving birth traumatized them but that it was worth it because they wanted to to be mothers so bad. But oh man. friends who are mothers who have told me the same thing, yeah. Exactly, it's It's a common thing. Sure, that's... uh, uh, also, like, uh, uh, I, I took some notes uh, while I was watching this movie because there, I, I actually learned something from this movie, and this is an indication of, uh, you know, sometimes how little uh, people have actually been educated about things. Because I feel like I'm I'm far from perfect, but I think I'm a, I'm a pretty open-minded and reasonably educated person. I know a decent amount of things actually about how women work. Uh, I know the body doesn't have defense mechanisms to shut down pregnancy in cases of assault like that. You know, I'm what? but don't you remember that politician? Just <laughs> no, I, I absolutely do. Yeah. yeah I'm just okay, surprised okay, that, that it can't automatically. What? I thought yeah, you it was were suddenly like, JD, what are you talking about all of a sudden? No, I was just but surprised no, to learn a thing. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I learned something here tonight watching this movie that I didn't know because there's that whole thing where, uh, uh, there's the scene where she uh, she tries to seduce Raul while while she's uh, part of the way into her pregnancy, and he gets kind of weird about it. He actually he he uses the same argument Seth Rogen uses in in that that Judd Apatow movie Knocked Up. He's like, yep. don't you think it's weird? It's like uh, like I'm just like I'm in there, but then there's also the baby. Uh, <laughs> but then so ultimately, what I'm getting at is she she then goes back to seeing Octavia. Uh, and, and she's just like, I'm just like, Jesus, this, this lady is just horny as shit. And then as it turns out, yeah, it's a pretty common thing, especially in the second trimester of pregnancy to experience yep. an in, a significant increase in sex drive. I didn't know that. That's a thing I know now because <laughs> of this movie. Uh, and they built that into the plot so well, I thought I, 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 I found that very interesting, but it's a perfect example of. Uh, like this movie feels like um I, I like this feels like a movie that only women could have made uh and it's real fucking good and it opened up uh like it just it's an interesting perspective uh that i, I I've, I've never uh had the chance to see before and i thought it was re- and also just like i said the execution on the just the pure horror scares in this 
That whole scene with the lady jumping off the balcony, the creepy fucking sonogram face. What the fuck, man? That fucking, uh, just all the shit going on in the background, the, the stairwell scene. This is so, you know what, Michelle? I've, I've, I've been ranting oh. here. I, I, I literally came off this movie. Ten, this, I clearly, I love this fucking movie. This is a five. I, 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 st- I set it four and a half. I've talked myself right into it. I really, really fucking enjoyed this movie. It creeped me out, and it gave me some things to think about. I thought the acting was really well done. Uh, I thought her sister and her mom were just the C-wordiest people I have seen in a long time, and kudos to those performers for nailing that tone. I uh, I actually have a note that I took at one point that just says, this family sucks like this uh i just yeah i i really enjoyed this movie a lot a lot of your five skull movies are ones that you gave a lower score and then talked yourself up into later on the episode that's the thing about saying like like it's a it's a five skull here's what happens is i get worried that I'm just going to start giving five skulls to everything that I'm just that I have a good time with. So I'm just like, wait, didn't I just give a five skull? Maybe I'll go. No, I was, and then I remember that I don't give a fuck about my score ratings. And this is a really good fucking movie. This is a fiver. I think anybody could. I think everybody should see this. This is real good. An alternative is that you should have a line of your ratings and the monumental movies that kind of encompass what a 2.5 was, a one skull, a five skull, and really make sure that before you give a movie a score, you sit there and you look at that list for 10 minutes to make sure that your score is relative to all the other movies. And then you start questioning why you didn't give host a five. And now you can't (laughs) give other found footage movies a five because you've set that limit uh, because host is probably one of the, the best top found uh, footage found movies footage. you've ever seen. One of Paranormal Activity Two is really high up there. So it'd be between those two, but I would give Paranormal Activity Two a five. Anyway, what I'm saying is that you really just need to, instead of doing your like willy nilly who cares thing, take ten minutes, have a panic attack before every episode, trying to figure out exactly what numerical score represents your feelings <laughs> as a whole about this movie, even if it had significant ups and downs, and what if the person who made this movie finds out and they talk to us on Twitter and they're mad about the fact that we didn't like their movie as much as they thought we should. <laughs> uh, I still stress about that. I, I'm i not going to name names, but I will say that one director was upset that he did not get higher than a three, which I, I think is still very good. I think a three good. was pretty low. God, dude, I told people that i they that i think most people would like the movie it just wasn't so much for me i just don't want to hurt people's feelings and i thought it was good I thought <laughs> anyway you should just sit there and you should stress uh for like 10 minutes and make sure that you renew your xanax prescription before every episode that we record it's a really healthy way to live your life we were, i also uh... drink a gigantic red bull so i'm in a great mood <laughs> I uh, I was I was about to say we were we were a good three quarters of the way into that little tirade before it finally did dawn on me. Oh, this she's talking about what she does herself. I get it. Yeah, I'm not the quickest. <laughs> yep. I'm not the quickest bulb in the box, Michelle. It's, it's I, you know, I I mean I've never seen a light bulb be very fast. I've seen them be bright, but I've never seen a light bulb when I open the box. I'm like, holy shit, that guy's speedy. <laughs> Yeah, the I'm, quickest I'm, light bulb. I'm not uh, the sharpest pig in the slop. That's I, not a thing. <laughs> I do have to go back and comment on one thing because uh, you were kind of like mid rant, and then I didn't get to throw this in there. Okay. But wow, oh, she got do. really horny, and uh, I feel like instead of the bone woman, the should have been the boner woman. Oh, the God. boner woman, JD, because she had pregnancy hormones and she wanted to. Bone. Oh, she did. She was the uh, bone in woman. Was, she was uh, oh, yeah. she was looking a fuck like that's totally I'm glad you came back to that though because it is another thing that I, I want to point out uh, I mentioned that I feel like there are things in this movie uh, that are uh, that v- seem like they're uniquely from a, a female perspective there are several 
like moments of sexuality and nudity in the film and everyone has each each one of them has its own unique tone like first of all uh one of the early scenes is Raul and Val uh, uh having a quick get it on because they're trying to have a baby right and she's in her her ovulation window or whatever they call it uh uh and so and like it's clear it's it's one of the most unique sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie because it's there. It, it's clearly not like they're bored and detached and they just have no interest uh, or anything like that or that it's unsatisfying. Uh, but it's also not like like passionate, like like they're not fucking right. Like it's not. It's <laughs> it's just like it's honestly it's one of the most charming, just just awkward in a in a uh, a real interesting and light way uh sort of things and i i really enjoyed that uh the that scene in the bathtub first of all beautiful homage to the shining it's a very common trope these days but i always love it when i see it uh that that overhead angle uh and it's uh and so there's a, a nude woman in the tub but again uh just the way it's presented uh it's one of the most non it, it's not a male gaze nude woman, right? It's not even remotely sexualized on any level. And you can feel, I, I, I can tell you as a person who has been fortunate enough to be, or however you want to say it, privy to all of this male gaze content that's been going out in the world, this shot feels different. Uh, and it, it, like, it's, uh, it, it allows you to get away from that and, and get more connected to uh or at least it did for me obviously uh to to what's going on in that scene also do you think she was trying to drown herself in that bathtub scene or was she just having a, a kind of a moment and putting her head under and screaming a little bit before we switched into that flashback oh i think she was just having a moment okay there wasn't anything yeah. that made me think like she wants to die she right, was right. definitely having a mental breakdown but sure. as someone who has those weekly i get it yeah. um something and then, and then, uh oh. oh i was just gonna conclude because uh, then they also get into uh then the relationship between her and octavia uh and the implication in the story of course is this is more of of the authentic val uh in some ways and then there is uh, a, a much more sort of intense uh, kind of uh, 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 heat and emotion there. Uh, but I just, I loved the way they were able to play with those elements and create uh, sort of uh, feelings and experiences around them that I don't think I've ever personally at least seen more than maybe once or twice before. I, I really enjoyed that. I just liked Val as a person. And when I was trying to figure out why, um, it's because she's sweet. And we don't see that very often in movies where it's not a gimmick. You know, they're not a sweet side right. girlfriend and somebody is cheating on them. You know, like that's a thing we see a lot. This is a, a movie about a just genuinely nice, sweet, kind of off person. Obviously, she's human. She has her flaws and she has her trauma that she's getting over. Um, so she's got those elements, but she's just generally a kind person. And we don't really see that too often unless it's all their personality is in in a movie so i think that's part of it is you don't feel like you have to look at her with a male gaze the whole time she's just right a nice lady <laughs> yeah and also uh i i, I uh in, in that same sort of vein i did enjoy uh that raul is never made out to be a bad guy here in any way mm -hmm. either he doesn't become abusive at any point there are moments where he's real upset because of course the things she's talking about, that's hard shit for anybody to believe, right? Like, he's, uh, what's easier to believe? Somebody's unfortunately going crazy or you're cursed by an evil spirit of some kind, right? Uh, and he's just clearly wanting to try and keep his child safe and figure out what's going on with his relationship. And you can even tell, I think, in that very last scene that he's also kind of at peace with them going their separate ways and what this situation is. It feels like there's no animosity there. Uh, and I kind of liked that element of the presentation as well. Yeah. 
I don't have anything else to add. All I will say I do. is maybe. Oh, well, let me no, say I'm my kidding. one comment, and then you I'm can kidding. rant till no. till the cows come home. Moo. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> I well, now my comment's gonna be stupid if it's the last one on the show. I was just gonna say maybe she put the baby in the fridge because she thought it would keep longer. She's a first time mom. She doesn't understand <laughs> that you don't need to. She's like, oh, I keep like my produce in there and it stays fresh for longer. I really mm. like this baby. I want to make sure it's got that fresh new baby smell that everybody loves um so she put it in the fridge and she was just confused maybe that's what's going on maybe val just needs like a teacher to get her through this i tell you what uh that, that whole baby in the refrigerator sequence was real interesting to me because like i mean we've talked about how like like uh bad things happening to babies is a real tough spot for me right like yeah, I, I thought I, about I, when I, saw I, that I, I feel like you really i i, I don't think it's something that's just beyond the pale at all times, but I think you really have to earn it. And there's a moment in that scene where she's running just crazy-eyed through the house trying to figure out what the fuck happened to that baby. And in that sequence where she goes into the that sort of living room and she sees the window is open from behind the curtain and she just stops in horror, it didn't register to me at first that the open window behind the curtain is what she was looking at in horror until she went over to pull the curtain aside and look out the window. I was so worried about what might be happening here that I thought it was one of those old school Alfred Hitchcock things where she had come into a room and we see her reaction to something before we ever see the thing. And for a moment I was fucking terrified about what we were about to see that she has done to this baby i thought this might be some kind of fucking hannibal lecter blood eagles stringing up that dude in the in the prison uh uh holding area in silence of the lambs i was not looking forward to that and then i i actually felt Oh, left off the hook and then she hears it from the kitchen and I'm like oh god is like my first thought of course is did she put it in the oven oh my god what the fuck and then I was like and I don't even know why but there's just something about what the fuck she put the baby in the refrigerator for how long at least several hours what the fuck man I don't know there was just something about baby uh, that's the the thing about this movie I will never forget uh, fucked me up <laughs> i don't know why but it that did. fridge that fridge wasn't even turned on it was room temperature the baby was fine she she's this weird woman who like just leaves her fridge unplugged and it's just like another closet in her house <laughs> she basically just put the baby in like the kitchen closet but it just happens to look exactly like a fridge see that it makes it just, less traumatic if it was, was just a room temperature so, dark room so unique and bizarre about that what the fuck <laughs> yeah. Don't anyway, wait, yeah. if you're listening, don't put babies in a fridge. I, yeah, if you're anywhere near a baby and you're like, "Hey, maybe yeah. I should put this baby in a fridge," don't do it. That's a PSA from your friends oh, at we that, Watch Shutter. Don't put babies in fridges. When that little boy was giving Val shit about dropping the baby <laughs> when she was a kid, I don't give a fuck oh, whose man. kid that was. I wouldn't have been able to control myself. I would have slapped the fuck out of that little boy. And I probably would have gone to jail and I probably would have deserved it. But I, I can't lie. I wouldn't have been able to stop myself. I would have smacked that little shit. Holy fucks. <laughs> so JD's <laughs> philosophy is don't put babies in fridges, but do smack the shit out of kids if they're No, JD's <laughs> philosophy is don't put shithead kids in front of JD because he doesn't have real good impulse control when he's upset. Okay, that that's fair because oh man, when he was limping later on, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I don't even well, care. Yeah, so I was. So I was like, "Yeah, fuck that little what fucker." Oh, she got a little scratch on her arm. Fuck her. She was a little. She's yeah. a little bitch all night long. Anyway, <laughs> guys, uh, at this point, if you haven't seen the movie and we've spoiled all this stuff, I, I do still think it's worth your time to go check it out. I upgraded to a five. I talked myself right into it with all the passionate rants I got caught up in on. Uh, here, uh, I really enjoyed this one. I will for sure be talking about this when we get to the end of the year. Excellent. I will not, but I will listen to you talk about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, what I else can it. they it's hear just, us talk about, Michelle? 
they can hear us talk about uh, new originally exclusive releases on Shudder every week, or at least on the weeks that Shudder decides to put something out, which apparently has changed to Fridays, and which does mean that Michelle's personal schedule needs some rearranging because all my Fridays are taken up for the podcast. You guys should know that I love you, and that should be apparent from the fact that I took a break from Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I was at a really good spot and uh, I'm here recording this fucking episode. So I'm glad that it was I'm at sure, least a good movie. I, I'm if sure a there's, movie, a, so there's a, a, a female gender equivalent for it. Uh, but Michelle has just been fucking otaku in it up today. Just fucking crawling <laughs> around the basement, playing video games, probably shouting crawling at John upstairs to bring basement. her Mountain Dew and Doritos. Oh no! Uh, okay, so it wasn't Mountain Dew and Doritos, but, but you I did, did shout for John to bring you snacks and beverages. I sent him a message and said, "What would it take for you to bring me Red Bull and chips with queso?" And he did it. Well, of course he did. He's a loving husband and a good man. <laughs> I, I'm you might want to consider the kind of person phrase. you are for sending such a request. I know, but he did it, so it will happen again because, I mean, it worked. So I have not learned my lesson. <laughs> oh, also, we went to Time Bomb Pro Wrestling last night. I had a, yeah. a moment of dog guilt and had to leave early. It's a thing, guys. Don't judge me. Michelle was able to stay for the whole show. Michelle, don't tell me anything, please, about the second half of the show. It will be going up on <sighs> YouTube uh, in the very near future, and I want to be completely... I mean, obviously I know how some of the matches ended, but you can kind of figure that out anyway if you pay attention to how things go. But I'm really looking for... How, what was your overall opinion, though, of the main event, Jordan versus the Bounty Hunter Brian Keith? What I will say is that every show I've been to and seen live, I have not rewatched on YouTube. I will be rewatching this on YouTube. Several nice. matches uh, nice. in the second half. Uh, re yeah, you were there when Fonzie and Shane Black. Oh, God. You were at least there for that one. Good oh, my God. Bill Alfonso. Man is 66 <laughs> years old. He's in a pro wrestling ring beating people up with trash cans and kendo sticks. Damn near injuring Beautiful. audience members. Anyway, none of these people were at Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. Uh, they, but they can check but out if you're in the Fargo Moorhead area, you should absolutely come to Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. Go to YouTube. Just type, put in Time Bomb Pro. They got their own channel. The last three shows, I believe, are up there uh, for uh, full length streaming. They got some special bonus matches as well. Uh, check that out. We love to sponsor them. Uh, what's the movie uh, that they're dropping next week that we're going to be talking about, Michelle? Do you remember the title? I don't. Consecration. And it's got Jenna Malone oh, in right. it. Yes. Consecration. Consecration? Communion? Consecration. I've, yes. uh, I, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about it except that I do remember hearing about it a while back. And, of course, what sticks out to me about it is the fact that Jenna Malone was in it. Uh, I've seen her in several things. Uh, I'm uh, somewhat of a fan. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to that uh, and, uh, yeah, check us out on all the social medias. We're on Facebook. Well, not all of them, four of them. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for now, and TikTok, uh, at We Watch Shutter for all of those things. We've got a website. It's called WeWatchShutter.com. Uh, you can check it out our new ghoul. squelches. I was, uh, how you, got, you, you got ahead of me. I was, you can go check out our ghoul blog, read some of our writings. Uh, we write things as well as talk about things. Uh, Michelle continues to go completely ape shit over the squelch files, f like 600 collected images of squelching subtitles from a story. Squelching is the greatest All word categorized. in the history of mankind is yep. the whole point here, guys. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool stuff there. Shoot us an email, mail at wewatchshutter.com. Uh, give me a phone call, 701-412. No, that's probably a bad idea. Uh, maybe one of these Are you days give I'll my number? do that. <laughs> You're like, oh, give us a call at, and I'm going to be like, fuck, no. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, like ever years. since the invention of saving contacts on your phone, I don't remember anybody's fucking number but my own anymore. So, Smart. Smart, smart. smart. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, do you have anything else left to say, Michelle? The bone woman, more like the boner woman. Am I right? <laughs> He's uh, boo. Say good night, Michelle. <laughs> good night, Michelle.